1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Rere, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster, For everybody who is listening to Attacking Third this week, this is our fifth episode this week. We started off as a tri-weekly podcast, but we're over here overachieving because that's what we do. There's, (laughs) There's CBA content to cover. We're celebrating that all week. We might honestly be celebrating it all month and a ton more news around uh, women's football throughout the world. So we're coming at you with a news and notes episode for you all, along with some reactions to the She Believes United States Women's National Team roster. But before we get into all that, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter for all breaking news at Attacking Third. And if you're listening to this as a podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review. It takes just a second, and you can do that on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So hit us with five stars on Attacking Third hacking third page and uh, that helps us out so, so much. So thank you. Lisa, are you ready to get into all of this? We've got a lot to cover. When we were content planning, we were like, we got to talk about this and then we got to talk about that. And then we got to talk about this and that. And this, and
0: that. Yeah. yeah, here we are. <laughs> there
2: is so much to chat about, but uh, we we talk a lot off air, Sandra. And I can't believe I didn't ask you this. How's the snow in Chicago right now? Are you married
1: <laughs> Yeah, a lot actually. Thanks for asking and checking on me. I would have to say, uh, I'm not a meteorologist by any means, but if I have to. Do the eye test, which we talk about mm-hmm. a lot in soccer. If I had to do the eye test, I would say it's a lot. <laughs> snow <laughs> is winning in terms of possession of Chicago gotcha. right now. Uh, it's a, it's been a lot of snow. It's been, I have had to do some shoveling, and I am mm-hmm. feeling it. But that's okay. That's part of uh, being from here, I guess. It,
2: it's a different kind of workout when you you get that shovel out. Uh, but Uh, Hopefully you're staying warm, cozy, drink some hot cocoa. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. We have U.S. Women's National Team She Believes Cup roster drop that happened. Lots of buzz around that. Uh, Some media availability with head coach Vlaco Andonofsky to kind of touch on and give listeners a little bit of insight on what happened there and his thoughts behind the rosters and all of the players he named. And of course, Sandra, I get to do it with you our fifth time this week. Why not? Let's keep it rolling.
1: Overachievers. And also we just, you know, we just enjoy talking, chatting about soccer. So we're just like, let's do it as often as possible. Uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, She Believes Cup, gonna be taking place very, very soon. It's gonna kick off on February the 17th and run through February 20th. United States is going to be hosting Czech Republic, New Zealand, and Iceland. It's gonna start in Carson, California, and end in Frisco, Texas on the 23rd. There's a lot to get through in terms of just the roster itself here. And uh, just so people are aware of who's on it, I want to rattle off some names for everybody. So get ready for uh, the roster coming at you by position. We've got goalkeepers with three. Aubrey Kingsbury, formerly Bledsoe of Washington Spirit. Casey Murphy from North Carolina Courage. And Alyssa Nair from Chicago Red Stars are running out the goalkeepers with three. Defenders are eight total for the core here. It's Alana Cook out of O.L. Rain, Abby Dahlkemper, San Diego Wave FC, Tierna Davidson, Chicago Red Stars, Emily Fox, Racing Louisville FC, Sophia Huerta from O.L. Rain, Kelly O'Hara, Washington Spirit, Emily Sonnet, Washington Spirit, and uh, they're welcoming back Becky Sauerbrunn into this camp from Portland Thorns. For midfielders, seven to run out the core, Morgan Gatra Chicago Red Stars, Lindsay Horan, Olympic Leone. And then there is Rose Lavelle, O.L. Rain, Katerina Macario, also Olympic Leone, Chrissy Mewis, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, Ashley Sanchez, Washington Spirit, and Andy Sullivan, Washington Spirit as well. And five forwards that we are going to be witnessing uh, in this tournament, Ashley Hatch, Washington Spirit, Mallory Pugh, Chicago Red Stars, Margaret Purse, New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, Sophia Smith, Borland Thorns FC, and Lynn Williams out of Kansas City current I gotta say 23 player roster when it dropped listen I liked it I'll put myself on blast I liked the roster for She Believes Cup I think it's been quite in line with what we've been seeing out of head coach Vlako Andonasi if we're just looking at the most recent camps that have been coming into play for this United States Women's National Team and I mean I'm talking even as far back into, you know, those, um, those September and October windows, right? Mm-hmm. We're sort of, we're looking at the end of that, uh, uh, Olymp- that post-Olympic United States Women's National Team Tour, uh, and then obviously heading into that calendar year with those friendlies in Australia, and sort of seeing the, these, these call-ups happening for, for the younger player, kind of the next-gen players coming in, and now coming directly out of this January camp, Lisa, all of these familiar names still on this 23-player roster.
2: 21 NWSL players, just the two from overseas in Kat Macario and Lindsey Horan. That's, uh, if you missed it on last week's news and notes, Lindsey Horan is on an 18th month loan to Leon from Portland uh, that happened on January 27th. So now she's no longer in the NWSL for this roster. But it, you said it best, Sandra. This is a lot of new names that maybe haven't seen a lot of time in game minutes a a lot of fresh faces uh but really good i like this i like this because this is really turning a new page um there's a, a few names that are left off this list that we definitely have to talk about but um a lot of these players that are called into this camp are players that really deserve it i mean even a player like Morgan Gatral, midfielder out of Chicago Red Stars, she wasn't initially called into the January camp. And then due to some injuries for players and, and different decisions, such as Kat Macario staying with her club in Lyon and not attending the January camp, it opened up two spots. One of those for Morgan Gattrall, the other for forward from Portland Thorns, Morgan Weaver. Um, and clearly Morgan Gattrall proved herself in that January camp. And she outplayed the other midfielders and she was working hard all over the pitch. And she's a player that does have a lot of experience on the national team. So she already had a leg up over a a player like Morgan Weaver, for instance, but it worked. It, it, her hard work paid off and she proved herself in that January camp, which is a big theme that head coach Vladko Andonofsky said during his media availability is that if you worked hard and you showed something in January camp, you were going to be named to this roster. Um, so just Morgan and Charles, just one of the players, and I know you're high on her horse as well, but it's it's a lot of good names. I mean, the forwards, when you run th- went through them, Ashley Hatch, Mallory Pugh, Margaret Purse, Sophia Smith, Lynn Williams. I love of this forward group three of these five forwards have 10 or fewer caps with the national team and their average age is just over 24 and a half so like young crew scoring goals making waves up top getting minutes uh with this team i'm really happy about this excited i'm excited to them play yeah I'm, I'm
1: i'm excited i think um i think ever since the that australia window mm-hmm. games, right that maybe into 2022 some of us who are wondering um how many of these players were still going to continue to get looks at this level uh, in terms of evaluating players ahead of a 2023 world cup. That's not too far away, right? We're talking maybe 18 months out. I think that's being a little generous. Uh, but We're going to get to see so many of them play again. I believe it's about 18 or so Mm -hmm. of these names that were on that Australia roster, that Australia camp as well. So to sort of see this continuity right, kind of come into play, I think is very, very important um, for this particular group of players
2: and that, that, that was, Australia friendly game at the end of 2021 in November that changed everything right it was like a peek into the future of Lacquanidowski's yeah. team and that's been a theme every time January camp roster and this roster comes out we reflect on the November Australia friendly rosters
1: and i think it's i think it's smart i think it's it's good to sort of have had the United States women's national team be able to sort of close out their calendar year the way they did Sort of embracing and and inviting all of these sort of next gen players, and quite frankly, kicking off <laughs> their calendar year uh, with sort of the same concept, right? But also, sort of having within that a mix of some things, because of course, adjacent to this, uh, adjacent to the excitement around the return of so many of these players for the She Believes Cup roster, there's also the conversation about like, well, what about player X, Y, and Z, right? These sort of Bigger name, more veteran players, uh, these typical namestay type of players for the U.S. Women's National Team. And Lisa, you already mentioned uh, Sam Mewis in in the uh, media availability that took place post-roster drop. Head coach Vlad Gondonowski speaking about how uh, Sam Mewis is still rehabbing a little bit from uh, from injury, going through physical therapy, working on fitness, gonna be participating in preseason with Kansas City and eventually'll be back with the United States women's national team as soon as as soon as possible. So you do wonder if maybe some, a combination of, of that and the efforts of Morgan Gatra like allows this opportunity to continue for a player like Gatral with her return into the national team. And although not named officially, on the roster, somebody like a Trinity Rodman is still included as part of the uh, training, these Jubilee Cup training camp rosters, uh, because they want to continue the development of this young player as well. And within the media availability, Vlak Adonofsky asked about that as well. Like, Why not officially name mm-hmm. this player to the roster if so much of the narrative around it is, hey, you're giving opportunities to players that to continue to evaluate them. But the concept was that, you know, even though she's doing well in club and she did well in January camp to compete on uh, the national team at this level is a completely different beast. Right. Completely different animal is the phrasing that he used correctly. So they want to keep her still involved in this environment, but sort of introduce her into new systems, into new styles, slowly, step-by-step, step, instead of just throwing a bunch of information um, at her at once. And, of course, Lisa, there were obviously big names in there that we t- mentioned before in the past that have been missing from these rosters for a little while now. Someone like an Alice Morgan, Chris O'Presto, and Heath, Megan Rapino, Julie Ertz, et
2: Yes, those names, I think, caused a bit of a stir, especially with... U.S. Women's National Team fans that are are some of the OGs because players like Rapino, Alex Morgan, Press, Heath, I even saw some people on Twitter asking about Krieger and Harris. Um, yeah, they're not being called in, guys. It's okay. Their their time is now with Gotham. Uh, but when you look at these kind of big names, former state players that are getting a little bit older when this roster skews younger, um, the players that are maybe, quote, the biggest names missing in Alex Morgan, Kristen Press, Tobin Heath, Megan Rapinoe, they are forwards. They are players that play in the front line and they are getting older. Um, They've had the experience, but now it's an opportunity for younger players to come in and prove themselves. Um, In the media availability, of course, Flacco Adonofsky, head coach of the United States Women's National Team, was asked about these big star players, Press, Morgan, Heath, Rapinoe. um, And Vlachowicz said that he wanted to give players like Sophia Smith, Mallory Pugh, Ashley Hatch, Kat Macario a chance because. They have either earned their spot on this roster or re-earned their spot. A player like Mallory Pugh, who was with the team a few years ago uh, before she wasn't. She suffered some injuries, and now she's back. And this is a chance for these younger players in Smith, Pugh, Hatch, Macario to get game minutes. Not just training minutes, but actual game minutes in these She Believe Cup matches. Um and so he can evaluate them in a game setting, in the training session in training setting, so that when the World Cup qualifiers come up this summer 2022, ahead of the women's world cup in 2023, he can have better material to make his decision on. And that doesn't mean, he said this, that Press, Morgan, Heath, Rapino are out completely. It just means that he is giving these younger players a chance in, in game minutes uh, to really make a good decision based on every single aspect of their game. And these, she Believe cups matches is a great chance for them. Um, another player that I was also a little curious about why she wasn't on this roster is a uh, draftee this year of to racing Louisville midfielder, Jalen Howell. She's been in the January camp in 2020. She was called in, in 2021. Um, and it, during the media availability, head coach Flacco Adonofsky said that Howell will be in future camps but she just got outplayed during this January camp and and they wanted other players to take a look at this gaming environment, get her a chance with Racing Louisville in the NWSL because he knows how important league play is and and club play is for a player like Jalen Howe. But when you look at, not having Julie Earths in this call-up, not having Sam Mewis, it leaves some open spots in the midfield that a player like Jalen Howe, I think, could have been an asset during these She Believes Cups because she's a younger player that could experience some game minutes, get some caps under her belt, uh, playing against these different teams in Czech Republic, New Zealand, and Iceland. Um, but, hey, she wasn't called in. I mean, she she went to January camp and... This is another option where Morgan Gattrall maybe outplayed her a little bit in, in that similar position in the midfield that they have. Um, but it, those are the players that really are, quote, missing from this yeah. roster.
1: And it's not too many, right? No. You We're know, sort of comparing January camp roster to to she Believes Cup roster, looking at someone like a Samuels, right? Not on there. Jalen Howell, not on there. Um, Imani Dorsey, who ended up having to get pulled out of that January camp, right. Due to, due to injury uh, and someone like a Naomi Girma, and similar um, responses in terms of their absence, right. Of the, of the, she believed cups uh, roster in terms of Howell and Girma. you're talking about two players who went one and two respectively, right. In the NWSL draft. Um, Blacko saying that he was actually pleasantly surprised to see some of the development mm-hmm. of Girma while she was in January camp. Uh, but similar to Howell, they, they want to see them thrive in an NWSL market and in an NWSL uh, matches and sort of see their continued development there throughout uh, the league. And for, for Dorsey, again, somebody who still has to get back in um, to preseason grind with, with Gotham uh, to sort of rehab her injury and, and get uh, fi- fit and healthy again uh, before getting called back into something like a She Believes Cup or, or something with, a competitive camp that's going to have actual fixtures attached to it you know so there's um there's a, there was a lot i think within the the availability that came sort of post uh roster drop uh, you know and i think probably the biggest thing about it that people are maybe latching onto is is the fact that you know vlacco is uh sort of talking about how the importance right now of having these types of rosters for these types of opportunities for these types of fixtures, right? The games mm-hmm. that are coming into play that happened at the, you know, to cap off the 2021 calendar year and now to kick off 2022. Uh and that the conversations with with the veterans are haven't necessarily changed that it's just like you're not in this camp, keep working on what you're working on and we'll see you back into uh future camps and and every every situation is different, right? Cuz every player is is different everyone's human and they're all individuals so whether it's somebody uh you know like a Julie Ertz where there's been conversations about like what's going on with with the knee injury like what's happened you know post uh post Olympics you know see see what happens uh there talking about the conversations there just having to to get back into market and having to supply play things and I think that would echo similar for somebody like a like a Tobin Heath right who's mm-hmm who had to kind of work back from some injury and is just now starting to get some extended minutes with Arsenal. And I'm sure, you know, once you're sort of getting um, that time with your club, you're going to get back into the mix uh, with the, with the national team. And then you got to have sort of, I think that give and take, right. You got to have sort of that, that mutual relationship. I mean, uh, we have somebody like a player like Kristen press who actually said, you know what? I need some time. Way. yeah you know, i need some time away from playing soccer like for me i'm choosing me and you gotta have a certain amount of trust with not just yourself but with your coach to sort of ask that and say like hey i i need this and there has to be the equal amount of trust from your coach to say like you know what do you mm-hmm. and then when you get back into the to, to marketing and playing we're gonna have another conversation and you'll get, get back into the mix so um I don't know. I think people like to get uh, real fixated on maybe who is or who isn't in uh, to to the uh, to the rosters, especially when it comes to those like experienced players, you know. And and sure, of course, they've been with the team a long time. I thought it was very uh, important that he kind of painted the picture and that, listen, like these are players who have literally won everything they could have possibly won at (laughs) this level. And like this is actually a really good window of time to not evaluate them because I know what they're about, but I don't know what these waves are by yeah. itself. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see.
2: Uh, Blacko Co- Black almost has to like bring the, the fans and the media back to reality. Like, yes, they of. won it all. They've won gold. They've won a world cup. Like they've yeah. traveled uh, the world and, and done all of this already. Um, one thing that I want to look at and dive a little bit deeper and I'll, I'll try to summarize it as best as I can is all the caps for this current roster that he does have called in. I mean, we start with Becky Sauerbron as the center back, the captain of this squad. Um, She is coming back in after not being called in during the January camp because she's a player that can lead and teach and pass the baton on to younger defenders. She comes into uh, the She Believes Cup roster ahead of these matches with 100 and 99 caps. So she is one match away from her 200th cap, making her the 200 will make Sauerbronn the 12th player in U.S. women's national team history to play 200 or more times. Uh, She's also only the fourth defender to hit 200 caps, which is crazy. Also no goal. So fingers crossed that we'll have the drawn up play from head coach Flacco Andonowski to get Sauerbronn the goal, We'll see, though. Um, Alyssa Nair, goalkeeper for Chicago, she is called in. This is her first game roster since the Olympics. When she got injured in that semifinal match in early August, she is back into this, which is really, really promising. So it, it's almost like the trade-off for Sam not being there. Julie it's not being there potentially due to injury for both of them. Even Amani Dorsey you can throw into that injured camp. But Alyssa Nair is back on this list. Um, there's also when you look at caps and age and experience only three players with 100 or more caps, nine players with 60 or more caps, uh, 10 players with 12 or fewer caps and six players that are only in the single digits heading into these, these games. And when you look at the one player that is uncapped, it's goalkeeper Aubrey Kingsbury, formerly Bledsoe and I love this. A goalkeeper. So we have a listener who played in the Olympics already. Casey Murphy, who got her first call up at the end of 2021, played in both of the Australia friendlies and played lights out two of her best matches ever. And that really set the tone for 2022 and 2023 for her career. She calls into January camp and now called into the, she believes cup roster. And then there's Aubrey Kingsbury who was 2021 goalkeeper of the year, won the NWSL championship with Washington spirit. She is a goalkeeper that is 30 years old and potentially getting her first cap in the She Believes Cup. So it's not necessarily about age. It's about skill and it's about experience and it's about ability to get better and ability to learn and push yourself and be the best and if kingsbury is hitting that peak at 29 she got engaged she turns 30 she gets married and she makes it on to a u.s women's national team game roster I, I think that's so huge and i'm really happy and really excited to hopefully see kingsbury get a cap you know play some minutes in this she believes cup um i i like this and i just i love to touch on the goalkeepers right like yeah. It's
1: so fun. <laughs> we say all the time. So we're we're big fans of of defense here, and by extension, that includes uh, the goalkeepers. It's going to be interesting of to course. see. I like. I'm with you. I like the mix of goalkeepers that are in it. I mean, obviously, the return of Nair is is huge because this is someone that we haven't seen in a little while, and uh, we're sort of witnessing uh, the rise of Casey Murphy a little bit. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm excited to see what the NWL's best uh, goalkeeper could, could possibly bring to She Believes Cup.
2: Sandra, I have to throw this question at you. We were potentially going to see it at the end of 2021 yes. with the lineups and the rosters and the formations yes. for Blacko Andonofsky, Kat Macario yes. called in as a midfielder in this crew. Can we see her? Will We see her. Do you expect it and predictions to see Kat Macario as a false nine?
1: I don't know. I hope so. So I guess my prediction is please (laughs) question mark. My prediction is please. I would love to see it. I mean, the fact that it was sort of teased, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, before in the the previous camps, Uh, but it just didn't come to light just due to injury, right? And then there were no games centered around January camps. And Macario also was not part of that January camp due to some important games that were taking place. Uh, with Olympic Leonie, I think specifically against Paris Saint-Germain. So she was not available um, for January camps. But now she's back for She Believes Cup with what I'm assuming is intentions to, you know, get match minutes during uh, any of uh, these three games that are going to be occurring. But, yeah, I would I would love to see it. And I think for a little while um, – you know, a sector of a pundits, a sector of a fans who have wanted to see it. I think obviously teasing that a little bit, maybe the coaching staff themselves would like to see it. I mean, to sort of be able to see this particular player, maybe tap into a little bit of what we saw coming out of this player, maybe going from the collegiate game to, mm-hmm. to the pro game now, being able to, be someone who's able to kind of drop centrally right, play a little deeper when needed to sort of be able to disrupt things, open up lanes. And this is a player that can create her own shot. If you don't believe me, the highlights are out there. But to be able to do that in this type of position, I would I would love to see.
2: So who would you like to see complementing her in the front line? Who are the two forwards she's playing with?
1: Here's the beautiful thing about it. These five forwards that are called into this she believes I don't care. <laughs> Any one of them, honestly, I would love to, to to see it. So there's three games, there's three games. Let's let's mix it up. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, but I I think you know to maybe start off to start off to maybe get that first kind of look at it. I I wouldn't hate it if it was you know somebody like a Sophia Smith. You know, and then maybe somebody like a Lynn Williams. Just just to sort of see the the start in in this one. But um maybe maybe somewhere along the line we'll see like a different combination of that. Maybe it'll be like a Macario and a Williams and a hatch, or a Macario, a purse and a hatch. You know, I would I would love to see any combination of that. <laughs>
2: I would too. I hope so. And and even in the midfield, seeing who Macario can complement uh, with, I mean, I think we'll see Rose Lavelle in there alongside Macario as well. I like that Ashley Sanchez got called into this camp. Clearly, she did well in, in January uh, during that training camp there. But OK. OK. I'm excited to see who he throws up top. And I I think we're going to get Cat Macario as a false nine. I do. I he, see. he did it before. Well, what is he doing? Just playing with our heartstrings?
1: I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel personally attacked, from <laughs> but I'm not one of them. I'm just here to see what happens and develops in front of us. And I'm sure we're going to be keeping our eyes on She Believes Cup along the way because it's coming. It's, it's coming quick. It's going to be here sooner than we know it for sure. But that's not it. We've got some more news and notes to get through for everybody on this episode specifically impacting NWSL and talking a little bit about the age the women's Asian cup. We're already going to be taking a look at the two finalists for that tournament. We've got all that and more in the upcoming break, and we'll be right back.
0: eBay motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive. That's all your own. It's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: All right, let's get into it. Let's start. Probably the biggest thing that we got to talk about to the top of this news and notes segment. Let's talk about Trinity Rodman and the Washington spirit. Trinity Rodman coming off of an epic rookie of the year NWSL championship winning type of season for Rodman with the Washington spirit officially signs a four-year deal with the spirit and it was reported that the four-year deal could reach 1.1 million dollars in terms of the overall contract. The announcement was made just two days after the NWSL CBA was announced I believe it was via the Washington Post, but Mm -hmm. uh, huge, huge for this epic. I think big for this, this player big for the league and believe it or not, maybe in five
2: years, we're probably going to say maybe not enough. (laughs) I know this is huge. I mean, especially when you read the headlines, it's a $1.1 million deal over four years. And I think that million is what catches everyone's eye. And this comes just a few days after the first CBA in league history is ratified and passed, allowing a little bit more flexibility in the salary for a player like Trinity Rodman, who was 2021 Rookie of the Year, a forward with Washington Spirit, uh, 19 years old. She skipped college and came right to the professional game to be the player that actually makes one of the richest NWSLs salaries and contracts in NWSL history is is huge, is huge. When you look at the numbers a little bit, um, uh, this season, the NWSL maximum salary is $75,000. But teams are also able to use allocation money in order to boost those individual salaries. So previously, Kristen Press, she signed one of the largest deals in league history uh, with Angel City just recently. That was reported at $550,000 over the three years. And now we have Trin at 1.1 million over four years. Um, this is huge, right? Like this is the future of the league and the future of salaries and the future of free agency for these players to be able to negotiate and make these contract deals. Um, and Sandra, when we spoke with former players uh, Yale Aver Bush West and Lori Lindsay about the salary cap, they both said, of course, uh, the minimum isn't enough still, but when you see contracts like this, it it proves that we're getting there where these players are getting closer to what they deserve. I mean, Trinity Rodman, 19 years old, and she is one of the top players in this sport. And she is nowhere near her ceiling because she is so young. And because she's only one year into the league, I I like love this for her. And I love that she's staying in Washington, right? Like this is great for the team, for the club, for the development, after all of the, the drama off the field and in the front office for the spirit to have this consistency and a player to really uh, hang your hat on over the yeah. next four years because you know that Trinity Rodman is only going to get better especially if she keeps getting called into the national team yeah. camps right like play alongside the best and you're just going to keep getting better
1: yeah absolutely I, I it's you know I just keep thinking about that uh the NWSL championship final the post game that took place you know getting getting to chat a little bit with with the head coaches and and, and players and and asking like somebody like a Kelly O'Hara like oh is is you know talking about the spirit in 2021 is a team of, you know, a a team of destiny, like, is that going to be converted to like a a team of dynasty? Like, and it's like, you you can't, you can't look too ahead of it, which is what Kelly O'Hara said, but uh, it's got to start somewhere. And it started with them winning a championship. And now I feel like this is maybe just an extra piece to that. You know, we're talking about not only locking in uh, a player with a historic contract, but you know, you're talking for over the next Four years, so guaranteed a player is going to be with this particular club as she continues her development. You know, uh, with the, this specific market. Uh, so I think if you're a Spirit fan, you know, seeing news like that, you're you're thrilled to know that you're going to be watching Trinity Rodman. Involved with the Spirit for the next, uh, you know, several years. It's an exciting time, I think, for the, the Spirit franchise indeed. Some more news to report about for other franchises. Chicago Red Stars, shout out to my friend, homie and colleague, Claire Watkins, reporting <laughs> that Kalia Watt did, in fact, tear her ACL and is currently recovering. So she is not currently in preseason with the Chicago Red Stars, confirming that she did tear it during the NWCL semifinal last season during the 28th minute, had to come off of the pitch. And uh, according to the club, is uh, doing her continued rehab at home and will, quote, join the team when she is ready. So, uh, yeah, there's no fans or buts about it. Just a huge, huge loss and huge blow. Uh, to the Chicago Red Stars I know we've talked uh, a lot about their offseason this year and we're I'm sure going to take a deeper dive when we start doing our team previews Uh, but the it's a shot to the roster and the uh, full record specifically Uh, let's take a look at some other different news around the league Portland Thorns Angela Salem retirement. This is a, this is the other part of Yay! off season sometimes, Lisa. That I'm like, oh geez, this this is the other thing that actually also comes with an off season as well. Like, yes, there's always like trades and um, new contracts and new signings and exciting things like that to talk about. It, but the reality is, is that actually sometimes there's retirements to talk about as well. And uh, I know Salem
2: putting it out there for everyone. It's sad. I mean, this was rumored for a little bit. I know you and I had talked about it. Um, I I was not waiting for this announcement. Honestly, I was like, I hope it's just a rumor. I hope she yeah. tries to give it one more year. Um, but I, I mean, this is smart for a player that has had a lot of success in in the NWSL as a defensive midfielder, especially with Portland. She really made a home there with the fans and, and with herself and her career, right? She's, to me, watching her play is one of the best sixes in the game. Defensive midfielder she is so good. Mark Parsons, former head coach of the Portland Thorns, always spoke so highly of her. We got to speak with her during the Thorns playoff run and just genuine, right? Just such a good person. So this little rumor of a retirement came true this week, which was sad. But I mean, we wish her all the best in the next phase of her career. And I, I try to put it out there a lot right? Manifest it. This is what we want. I would love to see Angela Salem on the other side of the game as a coach uh, giving back because I think her knowledge and her vision as a player, her soccer IQ, being a defensive midfielder, Salem is so smart and she's smart off the pitch as well. She's just a, a bright young woman. So if she can translate that and try to put it back into the other side of the game and and pass along some of her knowledge. I think that would be great, right? Put it out there. Hope her all the best and everything, but really an end of an era for her, an end of an era for the Thorns because now they got to find some new players in the midfield without Lindsey Horan. Uh, now Angela Salem is stepping down, um, but when she put it out there, she said, quote, all good things must come to an end and it is time to walk away from the game. I love, it's just heartbreaking, Sandra, <laughs> but it was this yeah. really sweet post. She put out the 12 things that she learned throughout her career, like loving the game. Uh, if a team folds, you may find a new home in Portland. She yeah. gave a shout out to uh, the fans in Portland. Shout out to a few of her teammates and Carly Lloyd and Kelly Hubley, right? Like playing Cardi B in the locker room before games. So I thought it was really sweet, but you're right. The sad parts of the off season.
1: Yeah, we, um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the CBA this week, you know, and and really celebrating it. Um, and when this retirement hit, it just sort of hit in a different way because it just was like coming within this week where all of this like epic stuff was happening, and it just sort of just all comes full circle. I think mm-hmm. we've been talking a lot about the fact that the PA made their announcement with like a thank you at the end of their announcement to so many players that came before them hope that they made players proud. And you do think about somebody like Angela Salem, who was with NWSL for so long. The fact that she talked specifically about being with a club that folded, yeah. and not just any club. I mean, we're talking about the Boston Breakers. You know, this was a franchise that had ties to prior women's pro soccer leagues in the United States that made an attempt – to still try to be part of NWSL. But unfortunately the funding just was not there. Ended up having to fold Uh, an expansion draft ended up or a dispersal draft, excuse me, ended up coming into play and that's how she made her way to Portland thorns. So it wasn't uh, this type of fold where it's like, Oh, here's a fold. And all of a sudden there's, here is a promising owner that wants to come and rescue this team. Like, no, 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 no. Like sometimes there was just a team that folded and stopped existing. And that was the case. So what do you do with all these players? And eventually they found different homes. And uh, for her to touch on that specifically, I thought was was really important because mm-hmm. she is a player in present day, in the same week that a, CB, a historical CBA is announced, is leaving the game having had that experience, right? In this same league. So I'm with you. I would love to see her someday, uh, still involved in soccer, hopefully on the coaching side of things. We'll see what's in store for the great Angela Salem. But we're into preseason, and maybe now is the time where we can actually, uh, you know, highlight this a little bit. We're going to be coming at everybody on Attacking Third with 12, count them 12, maybe 13 probably, uh, actual <laughs> previews for the NWSL preseason. We're going to be going team by team for everyone. And that's going to be, those are going to be rolling out throughout the duration of preseason, probably into Challenge Cup. Well, hopefully the schedule will work with us so we can stay on task. Uh, but if you got a team that you'd like to follow specifically, don't worry, we are going to talk about them specifically for you, including an all-encompassing um, league-wide kind of preview. But the rosters have all dropped, you know, so we wanted to touch on that and let everybody know in case you didn't know already, NWL preseason rosters have dropped for all of the teams already. And uh, we were taking a look already trying to prepare for these previews. And rightly, so we noticed some things
2: that stood out specifically from some of these rosters already. We did one of them being uh, on the San Diego roster. Well, Mena Shim, she is on the roster as a non-roster invitee to San Diego Wave FC. So she's in preseason. She is competing. Uh, she she did take some time off from the NWSL. She played from 2013 until 2018, last playing with the Houston Dash in 2018 before stepping away from the game. Um, she's she's known, I guess, most recently as being one of the very brave Females and, and players to step forward um, and speak out in 2021 against the sexual coercion, the mistreatment, and the abuse against players from former head coach Paul Riley. So she is back, back in the game, back with her boots on. She's very good friends and very close with forward Alex Morgan, who plays for San Diego. So she was seen training and, and playing with Alex Morgan over the last few weeks. Um, and then come February 1st, when the players report to preseason and San Diego put out their roster, Shim was listed. So she she doesn't have a contract yet. She still has to make the team in that sense. But this is one of the players that really, I was surprised to see her on the list, um, right?
1: I mean, we're talking about, I just we we're just talking about Angela Salem and I'm talking about like things coming full circle. I mean, I don't yeah. know if we can get any more full circle than that. It was absolutely one of the things that we circled right away. And that we were like, this is something that we want to touch on very briefly, because again, we're going to we're going to take deeper dives into each team, respectively. But for now, we wanted to like include that here in this very quick um, moment of the news and notes segment, uh, just because it was it was it was it was a big moment, and we're excited to 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 look further um, into that, and really to get into all of the clubs and all of the preseason previews uh, that we're going to be doing for the clubs ahead of the 2022 season. But speaking of preseason roster, some additional reporting that happened just just before us sitting down to record this episode uh, out of uh, Equalizer from Jeff Kasuf, uh confirming that Angel City says that they actually don't expect Julie Ertz to play in 2022 with the franchise however they do still retain her player rights so a bit of breaking news in terms mm-hmm. of the roster and how it's potentially going to look for Angel City moving into the 2022 season uh, they did acquire Julie Ertz in a trade from Chicago Red Stars during really that early trade window of the offseason uh, the last time she played uh, was during the Tokyo Olympics in the summer of 2021. Uh, And the last time she played in NWSL was uh, in the very first game in the 2021 season during, uh, I believe the month of May. She only played about uh, 30 minutes before coming out um, of the match with an injury against uh, Portland Thorns. So hasn't uh, played in NWSL probably in in, in longer than actually, um, you know, compared to her last time with the, the Olympics.
2: Yeah, but just a little bit of answers, right, from, I mean, two players out of Chicago in in forward Kalia Watt, knowing that she did tear her ACL, um, and now uh, formerly with Chicago. Julie Ertz, just having a little bit of understanding of where she is on her journey because it's been really quiet from these players. Um, so getting some answers. So thanks to Jeff of the Equalizer for you know doing that reporting for us. Uh, some other news in the Soccer Hall of Fame world. Former U.S. Women's National Team stars goalkeeper Hope Solo and midfielder Shannon Box. They've been selected into the Soccer Hall of Fame. This was huge. There was a lot of different Hall of Fame announcements uh, over this last week. A lot of them were done publicly, which is really cool on air, um, which I, I highly suggest you go watch those because it's really nice to see the honest and reactions from these players being honored as as well as they are. So it's Hope Solo, Shannon Box. I mean, I remember watching them. I think it's well-deserved from both players. I mean, Hope Solo in on the field and in goal, unstoppable right like she had so many incredible moments and shannon box one of the players that really built the u.s women's national team and built the the midfield sixth position as as she did Um, some other news the football association and professional footballers association they agreed to landmark contract changes that provide english female footballers ballers maternity and long-term sickness cover for the very first time in history so NWSL making moves with their CBA announcement and now English footballers able to get some maternity leave some long term sickness leave like right crazy that this wasn't there Um, but it's here now and they have this protection first time in history so uh, finally getting some respect on these professional women's names right.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we're, we're celebrating the NWSL's CBA, right? We want to celebrate this uh, for, for English footballers as well. Again, hard to believe that something uh, like that isn't in place already for these athletes who already put their bodies through so much, right? Uh, and then to finally have this, it's another thing that we're just going to celebrate here at Attacking Third. And we're hopefully going to keep the celebrations uh, on a roll here uh, because believe it or not, the afc women's asian cup is going to draw to a close. I cannot believe it. We've been watching games early in the morning, chatting about score updates throughout the uh, couple weeks here, uh, but now we have two finalists who are going to be competing in the cup final. It's going to be China taking on south korea the quarterfinals happened on january 30th with the semifinals uh just taking place uh really as as of for us so this morning but uh, mm-hmm. taking place uh on wednesday and then uh, now we're going to be closing out on february the 6th but uh within this specific uh cup tournament there was also the potential for teams to qualify for the 2023 World Cup. And we started to see those slots get clinched with quarterfinal performances. So we're talking about Japan, China, South Korea, the Philippines, punching their tickets to the 2023 World Cup, coming off of quarterfinal victories and then participating in the semifinals. And there is still a fifth World Cup spot up for grabs. Mm -hmm. What is happening right now, adjacent to these semifinals that just took place, adjacent to this cup final that's going to take place on February 6th, is there is a round-robin-style tournament taking place alongside this competition still between Vietnam, Chinese Taipei, and Thailand. And they are competing for a fifth World Cup spot.
2: Yes, this is huge and so exciting. Um, It's really pumped, right, for the Philippines. They advance to the semifinals. Historic win in penalty kicks over Chinese Taipei. This is the Philippines' first ever World Cup appearance. Um, I'm a little surprised, right? Like when we did our preview, I was keeping my eye on Vietnam. I was impressed with them throughout this. We already have upset in India being knocked out very early on. But Japan, China, South Korea and the Philippines, potentially one more. So playing in this round robin, the fifth World Cup spot, Sandra, they have Vietnam, Chinese Taipei, and Thailand. Are you putting money on on either of these nations? Listen, I should have just took you at your word,
1: Lisa. You picked Vietnam as a team to watch during this competition. As of our recording of this, They've already won one of their uh, playoff games. They've got to play two other ones, right? We're talking against Thailand and Chinese Taipei. But the fact that they, or they've they got to play another one against, I believe, uh, Chinese Taipei. But they, the fact that they've got one already puts them in such a good position mm-hmm. to possibly clinch that fifth spot. So we'll see. We're going to keep an eye on it. We're going to keep an eye on that round-robin tournament. We're going to keep an eye on the uh, cup final to see who is going to claim the title it's either going to it's going to be history making it's either it going to be China returning to their glory right the steel roses returning once again uh, to the top of the mountain, making their return to the final. Last, last time they were in it was in uh, 2008, but they were the runners-up then. And this is going to be historic for South Korea. It's going to be their first-ever uh, appearance. So it's going to be a history-making day, no matter who is coming out on top. Everybody, you can watch that championship final on February 6th. You can catch all AFC Women's Cup matches on Paramount+. Plus. If you've missed any of the games, you could catch full highlights on Attacking 3rd visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. That's it. We've had so much for you. <laughs> I want to thank you all for listening. As always, if you've enjoyed what you heard, you can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast shows. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify now. And if you have any questions for us, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with the question, and Lisa and I will answer it during our mailbag segment also available as videos, so please subscribe to us on YouTube. youtube.com slash third. And we'll be back on Monday. For Sandra Reda and Lisa Roman, this is
0: what tech is. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. <laughs> a cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with pillows leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen?
2: I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up.
0: Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively
1: on Paramount+.